0: You're listening to Adulthood Academy. I'm your host, Angela Hatchie. This community is a resource for all those adulthood things many of us were never formally taught. That's all the stuff from learning to handle your finances to navigating different relationships. It's all in here. I've spent years working to figure out adulthood, feeling like I was shooed out into the world wholly underprepared. Since then, I've gotten myself out of debt and prepared myself financially for my future, Learn to cook and bake pretty good stuff and learn to start saying important things out loud in all kinds of relationships. There is far more ahead to learn than there is behind. And that's what I'm here for to foster this community of perpetual go getters who are working to fulfill their potential in every facet of life. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get in there. Hey, hey, how are you guys doing this week? Oh, it's hot here. I have my fan uh, where I'm recording this on full blast. So hopefully it's not too loud in the background. I guess I'll find out when I edit this episode because it's it's like actually 100 degrees out. So um, our pool should be good to go and I'm excited about that. Got a watermelon in the fridge gonna have a watermelon by the pool and that's like my ideal of an ideal day. So I just wanted to quickly cover some stuff that's coming up. If you are following me on Instagram, you know I am opening up my finance program here pretty soon and so i've been you know giving some details on what's going to be in it and the waitlist opens monday so if you're listening to this friday when this episode comes out the following monday is when the waitlist opens to get into it and let me briefly just tell you about the program it's called the wealth academy it's going to be 4 weeks long we're going to spend start to finish of the month budgeting together we're going to put together a plan to get you out of debt if you're in debt, or we're going to put together a plan to start saving for things. If you want to save for a house, or you're getting married soon, or you want to have kids soon, we're going to put together a plan for all of that stuff together. And kind of the magic of group programs is that you have the accountability. So I will be there. It's not going to be a big group. It'll be, I only want to take 15 people maximum because I've been in other programs where it's like, literally hundreds of people. And I'm the type of person that kind of gets lost in the back of a big group like that. So that's not what I want for this one. I want it to be super intimate money already talking about money is, you know, a very sensitive topic. So I want it to be a close knit group of people that we can spend time together every week. There'll be, you know, homework assignments, things for you to go take action and do that's really going to impact your financial future. And I'm going to help you. I promise you, this is what I said in my Instagram story today. Like I'm not fucking around here. I will do my damnedest to get you out of debt and to get you saving money. Like, and I literally had a dream last night. I woke up in the middle of the night. I think it was like three in the morning because I had had a dream that for some reason I was building a house, but I'd built this house on top of a sinkhole. And so I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, Oh shit, that's a great dream. For like the way that people think about money in their lives, they try to build this house on top of a sinkhole and they don't have a foundation of like what to work with or what to do. And so like that foundation is what I want this wealth academy to be is like, we're going to learn how to budget and how to save for future expenses, how to put away for retirement. I just... Um, firmed up a guest speaker that's going to do investing one on one with you guys, and it's going to be like the foundation for you to build your fucking dream house on, metaphorically speaking, of course, and also literally speaking, if you're saving money for a house. So I thought that was like a very interesting dream to have. I think obviously I've been thinking about this a lot. It's coming up in my dreams, and a lot of us have built our homes, being meaning like. The way that we save money, the way that we live on debt and the way that we think about, you know, saving for the future or spending money in terms of like how we think about it and the processes that we use to do it are like building our house on top of a sinkhole and everything, no matter what you do, your relationships, you get into the furniture that you buy in your house, the cars you buy, it all gets sucked into the sinkhole if you don't have a strong foundation. So Anyway, I thought that was a very interesting dream to be having right now. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. So if you want to get on the wait list for the Wealth Academy, that's going to help build that foundation for you. I will be there. I will be there in... in working together with you very intimately every week I will be checking on you and be your accountability partner as well and that's what I am hoping for this group so if you want to get on the waitlist to get in it we don't start till July 1st but if you want to get on the waitlist there's extra stuff too so if you sign up during this waitlist period um, which starts Monday again if you sign up during this period I will throw in like an extra we'll work together one-on-one for an hour and you can show me your exact situation so if you're nervous like well, what if the things don't apply to exactly what I'm doing? That will combat that because I will work with you one-on-one. We'll have an hour-long call. You can tell me what's up in your life, what you're saving for, if you're in debt, what you want to pay off, and I will make a plan for you to get out of that situation and start to be in that prosperous um, you know, life that you've been daydreaming about. So you will get that. You'll also get 100 bucks off of you know the enrollment if you sign up during the wait period because I really want to just get you guys in there and I'm excited to start. So the sooner you sign up, so if you're going to sign up, it would behoove you to do it during this waitlist period because you're going to get more things than everybody else is going to do for a lower, lower price. So you're going to get everything that everybody else gets. You're going to get the one-on-one with me, and you're going to get it for a hundred bucks less than everybody else. So that's pretty cool. Okay. And today let's move on to what our topic is. Today, I want to talk about guilt and shame toward either your current habits, like money habits, or toward your last spending. And I think that there's a really distinct difference between what guilt is and what shame is. And sometimes we feel one and sometimes we feel both of them. So guilt is this idea that we've done something bad. So let's say you um, had a bunch of savings you worked really hard to, and you kind of blew it on something that wasn't so smart, like a bad investment or You bought something big and you splurged on it that you didn't really need and it ended up being like, you know, a bad purchase for you. And you feel that sort of guilt towards you feel that you've done something bad. Shame is this idea that we are something bad. It's something more personal, like we are fundamentally flawed in some way that we don't deserve love or we don't deserve happiness or we don't deserve to have success or money or to be financially Independent. It's that shame around your spending habits that I'm doing this because I am bad rather than I'm doing this thing which is bad in itself. So if you can understand that difference, that's a good place to start. There are a couple ways that we can start to move past these feelings of guilt and shame. Obviously, like I could literally do, I could specialize, like niche down and just be specialized in money guilt, money shame. And that could be all I talk about because it's so prevalent in most of people's lives. I'm sure we've all at some point made a purchase that we were like, wow, that was really fucking stupid. I wish I hadn't done that. I know I have. And this is what has prompted this episode this week is I did some online shopping last week, which I rarely do anymore. Um, Obviously right now I'm trying to build my business. So most of my extra money is going toward learning how to do Facebook ads and being enrolled in a group program that's helping me during this period of like launching this online program. Anyway, so most of my money is going towards that. I don't do a lot of online shopping anyway, but for some reason I was feeling guilty toward going onto anthropology and spending $50. Literally it was, I think, $56. And I got this new cute mug that I love. It's like French bistro, which if you Uh, have been following me for any amount of time. You know, I love anything French, so I had to get it right. Couldn't resist. So I got this cute mug um, and I got this little creamer pot and then I got a butter dish also. Do I need any of those things? Absolutely not. I have mugs. I have The creamer is sitting in the fridge in its own container and now I pour it into this other container just because it makes me happy to pour it from this new creamer pot into my new mug instead of just from the container that's in, you know, from the store. Okay. So I don't need any of these things and I had it in my cart for like three days and I was like, "Mm, Ooh, should I do it? I should really be putting this 56 bucks towards something business related. I should really just save it or put it in my retirement account. There are so many other ways that I could spend it that I was feeling like I don't, know what this guilt or the shame is coming up. But I just wanted to give you guys like that small example. $56 is not really a big deal. Um, But for a lot of people, it comes up with anything. So it's something that I've had to work on. And I'm sure that you listening to this is something that has come up in your life too, that either you've like impulse bought something or you've bought something that turned out to be like not quite what you were looking for. And it was just like, you feel flawed in some way or you feel guilt surrounding spending money like that when you think that there are better ways to spend it. So first of all, obviously I bought those items from anthropology. And after I got them, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't feel guilt. I don't feel shame about this because these items for some reason make me happy. I don't, you know, spend a lot of frivolous money anyway. So for me, it was more about like, intentionally spending money on something that I know is going to bring some sort of joy to my life rather than focusing on like I'm spending money that I could be spending elsewhere and kind of making that distinction which is really important moving forward if you're going to be you know working on your budget and working toward big savings goals especially on a tight budget the impulse of spending comes up so so often and it's so prevalent today because I'm sure we all have Amazon the Amazon app on our phones and just the other day, my boyfriend doesn't have like social media and he doesn't an online shop. Um, and I let him use my Amazon app and my phone to buy something for one of his hobbies. And he was like, whoa, it's, they make it so easy. I was like, yeah, there's one click buy. You don't even have to do anything. They make it so there's no barriers. Like they don't want you to put in your email address. They don't want you to put in your address. They don't want you to put in your card. They want you to find the thing that you want and press one button and it's done. So." they make it so easy to impulsively purchase something and, you know, great job on their part. Obviously they're thriving and they figure out a way to like remove any barriers for people that are purchasing stuff. Okay. But that goes back to like, what is happening in our culture and our society that's like, buy whatever you want, impulsively purchase whatever you want. And it comes down to us taking back control of that and saying, I have felt that in the past. I'm sure you felt guilt about some purchase or you felt shame around like blowing some sort of money that you could have used more wisely and making the distinction between like I'm going to take back this control over my money and instead of feeling guilt and shame, I'm going to redirect this energy <laughs> of impulsive spending and I'm going to put it towards like the things that are actually going to improve my life in some way or things that are going to make me happy in the morning like I wake up now and every time I have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea I'm like fuck yeah I'm glad I made that purchase that was a great one because it's something to look forward to it's some like little thing that brings me joy and those are the important things like if you can make a distinction between like I'm gonna buy something little that's going to just improve how I feel about my morning routine or something that's like really important to you throughout your day that's totally fine. We need to work on the areas where it's like, I'm impulsively spending something because Amazon makes it too easy. And then I get into this kind of like circle of, okay, now I'm feel guilty about it because I just bought another thing that I don't need. And now I'm like online shopping again, just because I'm bored. And like, you get into that whole circle of like this vicious cycle of impulsive spending, guilt about what you're spending. And then like feeling bad about yourself, feeling shame. And then like, now I'm shopping online again and you just like go back into the whole process. So let's talk about a few things that you can do to sort of like move forward and start to take back that control over your spending and to kind of ward off those feelings of guilt and shame. So the first thing you have to do obviously is to forgive any past decisions. So We can't change anything that happened in the past. I can't tell you the amount of stupid shit that I've put on a credit card or that I've spent money on that I should not have spent money on or the things that I was not careful with my money about. And so it just, it like, money to me used to be, it was like trying to hold water in my hands and it would just like drip out the bottom. And before you know it, without any effort, it's just gone. And so that's how I used to think about money. It was just like, It's here for a while, so I better like take advantage. I better go get something that I want to get, I better go get groceries, I better pay all my bills, and then it's gone, right? So if you have like any experience in your life where it was like you did something, you spent money not in the wisest way, or you spent a big chunk of money on something that wasn't super smart, we have to forgive these past decisions because there's nothing that we can do about it. It's something that I've had to work on too, is like. I can't go back and unspend that money on the credit card. And in fact, I had to go and pay interest on it because I didn't have enough money that I was then paying, you know, the principal and the interest on it. So I double paid for stuff, right? Or I paid more than I needed to. So what we have to do then is forgive these past decisions, realize you are not your past decisions or your mistakes and that you're capable of change, which we all are, but we can't start to take the steps towards changing and improving our habits or improving how we feel about spending money without first realizing that you're not your past mistakes and that we are all inherently capable of making changes and moving forward beyond what we are right this moment. The next really important thing is to realize that mistakes are opportunities. So um, opportunities for learning. So in all the bad money decisions i've made i've learned a lot of things and if you can go back and think about those experiences in your life and realize that some of those mistakes were actually learning experiences and you can gain something from them which you always can i always like to say there's always a positive no matter how negative a situation is we can find something in it we can find some learning experience or we can discover that we were more tough than we thought we were or something like that there's always something to be gained from an experience so it might be a costly experience, but it's not all for naught. So go back in the mistakes or the, you know, the spending things that you've done that were not so great and try to think of an opportunity that came from like, maybe it led you to a different experience. Maybe it brought you to somebody new that you met. Maybe it made you a part of who you are today. And there are always those opportunities in mistakes as well. Now that we've like realized we're, forgiven for the things we've done because we can't change them we're capable of changing we realize that our past mistakes may have brought us to where we are then we can start to kind of move forward so moving forward i think it's really important to write down the things that you do well so regardless if it's money related or not if you are a great listener if you um, always show up for your friends. If you're a really great cook or a really great baker, I think it's really important to focus on the things that you do well, rather than just like sitting and marinating in guilt and shame about things that you can't do shit about. So moving forward, super important to write down the things that you're good at. Doesn't matter if it's money related. If it is money related, maybe you're a good saver. Maybe you um, have an eye for like really special items or you're really good at picking out gifts for people that's all important too. And it's going to help you move past like the guilt and the shame. And after we do that, I always am a huge uh, proponent of talking to people about money. Obviously I'm talking to you guys about money. If you can find somebody in your life, I am a huge advocate of like finding an accountability partner in your life. If you live with your significant other, if your parents are nearby and you can talk to them, it is always so, so helpful to just have somebody that you can talk to because again, it's like people don't want to talk about past spending mistakes and they don't want to talk about what their financial situation is or the fact that they don't have an emergency fund or the fact that they don't understand how to buy a house for the first time. There's so much shit that comes up when people don't want to share money and when they do share money and there's judgment and there's all this stuff. So the person, if you can find even one person to talk to about money as you move forward, changing how you feel about money, it's going to be so, so important to you. And there are literally thousands of people online who talk about money and there's communities online. If you're not in my community online, I talk about money all the time. I'm always a DM away. So there are so many opportunities and so many people available to be like an accountability partner for you or to be talking about whatever is coming up in your life around Um, you know, like overspending on certain areas or being like a chronic impulsive spender. We've all been there. It's something super relatable. It's just that people don't really want to open up about it because it feels like a very isolating thing. Like it feels kind of isolating, which is crazy because most of us, most of you listening here live in America, land of like consumerism that we're all one click buying on Amazon and buying a bunch of shit that we don't need. So it's hard like a personal problem that anyone should feel alone with to move on the last thing i wanted to talk about are like some small steps that you can change so after we realize that we have to move on we're all capable of change we can't change overnight but there are certain ways that you can start small and kind of like prove it to yourself that you are making changes in your life that you're not always going to be constantly stuck in these uh bad spending habits or impulsive spending or um, like spending on your credit card all the time, learning that you can like prove it to yourself through small changes um, and making you know small steps and small um, commitments to yourself is really important. So for me, when I was getting out of debt, it was okay what 's like one small thing I can save for proving it to myself that I could do that? So I started saving for my starter emergency fund, which was a thousand bucks after I got out of debt. so I proved it to myself first that I was capable of being good with money by you know having restrictive spending by living below my means for a while before I could pay off my debt. And then I proved it myself again by saving a thousand bucks to start my emergency fund. I was like, holy shit, I can't do it. I am not like the same person I used to be that was just like, oh, I got twenty bucks. Like twenty bucks isn't gonna make me unbroke if I don't spend it, right? So let me go find something that fills the void of i'm gonna be perpetually broke so let me buy a 20 dollar dress or something (laughs) so if you can prove it to yourself with small steps um if you can put together a budget for the first time that's starting to make like some sort of change in your life if you can set weekly money dates with yourself and check in on your spending again a super small step. If you can sit down for 20 minutes every Friday night and just check in on your spending, check in on your credit cards, make like a $10 extra payment to whatever your credit card is for the month. Like those are all small ways that you can begin making a change. And those are really important moving forward also. I know that it's not easy and I have been there as well. Like so many times I've, thought about all of the stupid stuff I've spent money on and how much money that would have added up today and what interest I could be earning on that money if I had put it in my IRA. I mean, ridiculous, right? Instead of harping on that for myself and just making myself feel badly about past decisions that I have absolutely no control over, it's time to like move forward and move away from those feelings of guilt and shame by doing some of those things we talked about forgiving yourself. Um, I have talked about a few episodes ago how crucial it's been for me to just sit down on my floor for 10 minutes a day and repeat certain things to myself. So maybe you need to repeat to yourself, like I am not my past mistakes. I am capable of being financially independent. I am good at saving money. If you can just like deep breath, like breathe in, breathe out and repeat those things to yourself. Um, It will literally change how you think about money, how you think about your own finances, how you think you are capable of spending money and saving money if you can spend 10 minutes every morning. So that would be another great thing that I would add into your repertoire here would be just every day. If you feel guilt and shame around spending, take some time in the morning, remind yourself what your goals are, what you're hoping to accomplish, how you want to move forward as a person. Do you always want to be stuck in debt? Do you always want to feel like every bit of your paycheck goes to somebody else and there's nothing left for you. Taking some time to think about those is gonna help you move forward as well. I really hope that was helpful for you guys. Trust me, I know that it's really hard to move through. Again, like I just had this feeling of guilt come up, about $56 worth of spending on anthropology to get something that I now love. So let's all take a moment, like have some empathy for ourselves and for other people. If you're talking to other people about their money, about their guilt around spending money, just have some empathy for yourself, for other people that we're all doing it. Like it's not an isolated event of like, Oh, Sally is an impulsive spender. No, we all are impulsive spenders. Um, welcome to America. We thrive on it. So it's, um, not few and far between for sure. Okay. So, I'm gonna wrap this one up. Again, I would love for you guys to join me in the Wealth Academy and to get in like before that because I wanna get you guys all settled in. And the waitlist opens Monday. Program starts July 1st. The cart to get in it is gonna open before that. And the waitlist to get in starts Monday, June 1st. So, on June 1st, you can get in, get all those perks I talked about in the beginning and um, get going on it, I promise you it's gonna be life-changing. And I can say with certainty, and I hope that you guys can feel this, that I am not doing this for any other reason that I think I can change your life, truly. And, And I don't mean for that to sound like cocky or whatever. I wouldn't be sitting here making weekly podcast episodes, doing Facebook Lives, engaging with people on Instagram, if I didn't think that I had something inside of me and had the ability to show up for you, to show up for other people and say like, okay, come with me and I'm gonna show you exactly how I got out of debt, saved money for retirement, saved for an emergency fund, and now if something happens to me or whatever happens in the world, I know that I'll be set and I can feel confident in like this foundation of you know financial knowledge that i built. If I didn't think that I could do that, I wouldn't be showing up right now at all. And so I want you guys to know that. And so I am so invested if you sign up that I am going to work so closely with you and I'm going to bust my ass to get you where you want to be. Okay, so I'd love for you to come sign up. Uh, Come hang out with me on Instagram. Join my Facebook group, Adulthood Academy. I'm doing a really great Facebook Live this week all about how to save for multiple things at once which can be a little tricky and i will see you guys next week hope you guys have a great weekend enjoy some sunshine out there